Hey, this is Danny G, and I'm sitting recording an episode of Cool in My School with the CEO of Civitas Education Partners, Leandra Khan. Good morning, Leandra. Good morning, Danny G. How are you doing today? I'm well, thank you for asking. How about yourself? I'm doing well. I'm really excited to have this conversation because um, I wanted to talk about how, as a leader, you set the stage and think about stakeholder engagement and bring a vision to life. And so you started at Civitas as the CEO in July of 2017. Yes, I did. And one of the very first things that you did in order to understand the culture of the organization was go on a series of listening tours. Correct. So, like, talk me through that. How did you talk? Yeah. Yeah, so, you know, I've always had a pretty large team. I've led pretty large teams for a while. Um, but having made a few mistakes in leadership in the past, not kind of getting to know everyone as deeply as I should have, I felt like it was important um, to have one-on-one -on -one conversations, especially with directors, managers, principals, and assistant principals. So I started with the office staff here at CEP to better understand what their job was as it was written, as well as how they understood their job to be. Um, and then ask questions like, where do they see gaps in the organization? And then there are, we're all gifted and talented, but have we been accessing everyone's gifts and talents the best way for them in performance and for the organization as a whole? So that was my first step, and I feel like um, it was pretty impactful because we saw that people had skills and desires that weren't necessarily being tapped into, and we had some duplications and work so that we can be more efficient. And from those listening tours at the office, you were able to help put the move the people to the right seat on the bus and make some shifts in order to make the office operate more efficiently. Correct. I think that um, no one wants to feel unsuccessful at work. And um, everyone wants to feel like they positively contribute and have a voice. So I was able to hear um, some consistent thoughts around gaps in the organization and figure out the best way and the best person to fill those gaps. And so that was just at the network level. And at CEP, at Civitas Education Partners, we have four different schools located throughout the city of Chicago serving around 2,300 students um, located as far south as 81st in California to all the way as far north as Peterson and Pulaski. How did you take your listening tours actually into the campuses? Yeah, so I did focus groups with teachers and students and parents. Um, I also did individual interviews with each of the principals off campus prior to those focus groups so that I could get a, an understanding of how they saw their school community. Um, I asked the same questions to every single stakeholder group. One is like, what do you think the purpose of education is? So that I could better understand why they thought they were, were there. Um, and then I asked them, you know, like, what do you think works well in your school? What do you wish your school had? And the, the million dollar question that I thought um, would be the most impactful and ended up being the most impactful was if, if finances were not an issue, if you, know, you had an unlimited budget, what would be the tenets of the school that you would design and, and why? And what came out of that was a pretty consistent message from the fourth graders at Wrightwood 
all the way up to the seniors at Northtown. Um, and essentially what I uncovered was that students want to feel connected to the world around them and they want to feel, feel purpose and they want to understand how they impact um, their own purpose and the world that they touch. Yeah, and from when you would come back from those focus groups, you would always share some of those meaningful moments and those powerful points. And from that, well, two things. One, from your model, your focus group model, we designed, we designed the executive search series tapping into those same focus groups. When we had to find leaders for the schools, mm -hmm. we made sure to talk to and involve teachers, parents, students, and leadership at the school. Correct. Um, also from there, you were able to help us design the signature student experiences. Yes. So, you know, school as it currently is situated does not serve m most students, but it essentially, it particularly doesn't serve students of color. Um, I've had the benefit of going to great schools and being inspired to become an engineer. And I left my career in engineering to come into education to figure out how to inspire more, um, more engineers. And I think I've broadened that, not just engineers, but people who are directly aligned to their purpose. And so after having conversations with um, students, parents, teachers, community members, better understanding like what what those individual communities need, um, because every community is different, we were able to come up with a few things that we can make special about each location. And one of the bigger things that I'm most proud of is the Civitas Community Impact Experience. And while we piloted, we are piloting it at Chicago Quest, it is something that I envision happening for students um, in the entire network and eventually across the city. And I want to go into uh, CCIE, but before we jump into that, there's also another signature student experience launched at our uh, CICS Ralph Ellison campus. Correct. So um, Ralph Ellison being one of the most prolific writers of our time and him writing um, the book Invisible Man, um, I think that we are lucky to have a school named for him and to honor a school being named for him, we should have a signature writing experience. And if you read Invisible Man, you know, there are a lot of themes around the book that talk about invisibility, so to speak. And so one of uh, Ralph Ellison's monikers or hashtags is to be visible. And so the Civitas Visible Voices experience is launched at Ralph Ellison as well. And we can talk a little bit more about that. I sat in on it yesterday. At um, an author circle? Yes, it was incredible. Powerful. It was incredible. Mm -hmm. um, even the adults in the room were moved. And what we all left with was, number one, hashtag listen to the kids. Mm -hmm. um, one of the facilitators, he wrote a, um, a piece, and it was just two sentences. One is, sitting here, I recognize that I should have been a better student and I need to be a better parent. Mm. And it wasn't that the students were saying anything like, oh, I'm so angry. It was just that they felt that their parents did not check in on them. Mm. Like nobody poured into them. One student was saying like, because I have a two parent household or because um, we have a house, people just assume I'm okay. Yeah because I'm not acting out in school or because I'm not in trouble, they just assume I'm okay. And she wrote a poem or a piece about how this flower grew because she created her own light and she created her own water 
and people are like, how did the flower grow? Nobody knows because mm -hmm. nobody helped that flower grow. So it was amazing. I'm, I'm glad to see it come to fruition. Um, one of the graduate aims that we're working towards here at Civitas and across CICS schools is identity affirmation. Mm -hmm. And if I think back to, you know, my successes in life, it is really because my parents were um, really focused on me being comfortable with who Leandra is. Um, I oftentimes talk about myself being a black girl in a white world, and it was really important for my mother, for my mother to raise me to know that what I look like is completely acceptable, um, that what I talk like is completely acceptable, that what I'm shaped like is completely acceptable, and that my neighborhood is um, has gems and amenities just like someone else's neighborhood does. They just look and sound different. So through Civitas Visible Voices Experience, through Civitas Community Impact Experience, we are aiming to make sure that every student feels affirmed in who they are. And so that, that speaks really well to it. And even just the asset-based approach that the organization has taken on, even with CCIE, uh, we can definitely talk about the innovation that has taken place. They, so when I interview some of the students and they talk me through gentrification and they talk me through what it was like to go um, to attend a play in Lincoln Park, their own experiences are being affirmed and they are recognizing their strengths instead of always being defined by what other people have decided are deficiencies. Correct. And so it's incredibly powerful to witness. Yeah. What are the goals of CCIE? Like, tell us about it. Where did it come from? So, um, again, I am an engineer because my experiences in school allowed me to interact with engineering. I went to engineering camp and I went to math camp and I actually got to, to, to play around with what it meant to be a mechanical engineer or a civil engineer or a structural engineer. Um, and I think that we, we teach kids in theory and we actually should teach them in practice. Um, one of the things that I am constantly recorded or you know, quoted saying is that um, if the answer is Googleable, it's a bad question because our students are walking around with knowledge in their pockets and our kids don't need to show up at school every day to know um, the periodic table. They don't need to come to school to learn the capital of all the states. That information is readily available to them. Um, so we have to redesign, redesign and redecide what school is for. And it's for impact, it's for experience, it's for visibility. And so how do we help students uncover that? In one of my focus groups at Northtown, a senior said to me that you guys are asking us to select a college based off of a major that we are deciding that we wanna be based off of what information? Like what exposure do you guys provide us that would lead us at the the right age of 17 or 18 years old to say, this is what I want to be when I grow up and here's where I'm going to learn to study that without significant exposure to it. And I was like, man, like you are absolutely right. We are like asking you to blindly pick what you want to be like you're five years old. The other thing that I thought about, and this is most recent, it's a student at Northtown who is, um, his family owns um, a bunch of gas stations and he likely is going to, you know, run and manage his family's gas stations. And so college may not be a top priority. He probably will go, but it's not um, a, like a necessity. 
the question I ask myself and I ask the principal is the four years that that young man gave us, what kind of skills did we help him acquire so that when he does step into the management role in his family's business that he has? Like, does he understand cultural competence? Does he understand empathy? Does he have a grasp on business math? Does he know how to interview people? Like, these are things that are um, really important employability and hireability skills that, you know, while everyone may not go to college, we can still provide them with something useful when they leave um, high school. And so CCIE is really about helping students uncover their gifts, desires, talents, be able to interface with businesses, government agencies, community organizations, be able to dive deep into what an application is. So, you know, in classrooms, I think that teachers are well-intended and do their best to give students projects, right? Um, but without true context, I think that it's still adjacent. Mm -hmm. So CCIE immerses students in actual projects with people who actually work on these things every single day. And so, you know, the podcast, the first episode of CCIE's podcast with Abandon, again, our students are witnessing and seeing the impact of abandoned buildings and gentrification. And they have questions. And they should be a part of the problem-solving process because they are the generation that will either inhabit these neighborhoods or not. Um, I don't know if you've recorded the episode with um, cannabis. Yes, um, uh, Black Strain. Black Strain. Yeah. I can't wait to listen to that one because, yeah. again, like um, our black boys have been incarcerated for marijuana possession for the last 50 years, and now... Um, America is about to make large profits off of a business that once was illegal. And so how, how do we find our way into this business um, so that we can share the wealth as well? So these are the kind of things that our students should be tackling. Yes. So what are some of the goals? So the students, in addition to getting a taste of the real world in a safe environment. Mm -hmm. So college, while it is beautiful, college is not as safe mm -hmm. because you pay money you like there's an investment involved like this is a, it is a perfect segue mm -hmm. where you can get a taste of these real world experiences yep. but you still have the safety of knowing you have your teachers or facilitators or people that have your back mm -hmm. as you're going through this learning process yeah um what are some of the goals so some of the goals of ccie one are to increase our students um ability to effectively communicate written and written and oral communication skills. Mm -hmm. I think that that when we talk to employers, like that's the number one thing that employers are asking for is mm -hmm. for potential candidates to be able to effectively communicate mm -hmm. um, in, in prose and verbally. The other thing is anal um, analytical skills. Mm -hmm. Many of the projects that our students are working on at CCIE will require them to do a bit of research it will require them to understand um, graphs and charts and manipulate numbers and data. Mm -hmm. So just to be able to be analytical thinkers and process from a fact-based you know, place and be able to discern um, what matches what doesn't match and be able to make decisions based on those pieces of information. Um, the overarching goal, and these are all aspirational um, in some way, but one of the bigger goals is for them to be change makers. Mm -hmm. They should be part of the process of changing the world for the better. So we want them to be navigators of a changing world. 
We want them to be problem solvers. We want them to walk out of high school identity affirmed. So when they get to this college environment or this workplace environment that isn't as safe as you describe, that they have a solid foundation around who they are, what they know, their areas of growth, and they're able to effectively communicate to folks and advocate for themselves around where they want to be and where they don't want to be. Um, obviously, we want them to be more engaged, and this engagement helps increase their attendance in schools, which, in, which helps them develop habits of good attendance. We want them to be able to, again, solve problems, and this translates to the SAT. So if our students are learning how to work through problems, mm-hmm. um, they'll likely perform better on standardized tests because they learn how to work through problems. Mm-hmm. The, the biggest thing that's different about CCIE than traditional school is this process over product. CCIE is about the process um, more than the product. And I think that's what I'm getting at with school. Our kids have the product on their telephone in the Google search engine. What they don't have is the process. And school doesn't necessarily provide students with enough opportunities for the process. And what I love most about that is when we were first learning about CCIE, they were they used the term wicked problem. Mm-hmm. And I had never heard that term before. And they just talked about this wicked problem. And the more I looked into it and I researched design thinking, mm-hmm. when you say it's about the process, that's really what it's about. It's helping us shift the way that we engage with n- knowledge almost and how we consume it Correct. what is design thinking like is there like a a way to describe it for people who've never heard or even a wicked problem because it when you learn those terms it helps you shift the way that you engage with problems yeah so i think about it as i mean so stanford has a design thinking process that ccie is founded basically founded on the the process of design thinking but if i could simplify it it's about identifying a need mm-hmm. So said group of people have this problem. The design thinking process gets you to work through something that might help them solve said problem. Mm -hmm. And then if you take it even a step further, um, the reason why I know this something will help them solve that problem is because we have done empathy interviews. Like we've helped, like again, back to my CEO focus groups. Like we've talked to them, we've understood, we've been able to develop some insights. So me talking to all of these stakeholder groups, I was able able to say, okay, what I gathered from this information is that these three things are areas of growth. Mm-hmm. Um, what I also gathered is people think that these four things might help address this. Um, talking to partners and businesses and employers, these are the things that they see as missing. How do those things connect? And how do we create an experience that is um, that we can pilot mm-hmm and that we can figure out how to potentially scale. So design thinking is about, you know, a problem, empathy, understanding, you know, all of those iteration. And one of the things that we are learning as we are in professional learning with one another is design, build, iterate. Mm -hmm. The iteration part is, I think, what makes school the area of growth for school mm-hmm. is iteration. Mm-hmm. Even in a traditional school setting, I say to teachers that students deserve multiple opportunities to demonstrate mastery. Yeah. They deserve to iterate. They deserve to design their thinking process 
to build on knowledge they already have and to iterate that process as many times as needed to get it right. Yeah. There should not be like a, again, the product is what's not important. Any, it shouldn't be important anymore. The process should be. Because we've shifted. Like we you shouldn't. said, the product is readily available for anyone with a device. Mm -hmm. It's really how we're getting to yeah. that product. So that we should be asking students how they know what they know instead of what they know. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I'm so excited. Thank you for speaking um, with me and talking about how you help develop these really cool experiences for all the students that go to our schools across the network. Yay, I hope it was helpful for those who are listening. Yay. Okay, this is Danny G checking in with Miss Leandra Khan, the CEO of Civitas Education Partners, and talking about how to set the stage, stakeholder engagement, and how that translates into designing signature experiences for our students. Thanks for listening. This is Danny G, and the G is for gone. Bye. Bye.